Life gets hard when you get down. I'm just trying to figure my shit out. What's going on, guys? My name is Mark Anthony Joe, and this is Coffee with Mark. First of all, welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, especially to those of you that are like regular listeners. I love you guys, man. Seriously, every episode, um, as soon as I sit down in front of the mic, you know, you guys are the first people that I think about. I'm like, man, those people, those, the ones that you guys reshare the podcast on your Instagram story, uh, you message me when I take too long to record episodes in between episodes. Hey, man, when's the next episode coming out? Like your enthusiasm and your loyalty and your commitment, man, I, I appreciate it so much. Like seriously, I can't even... I can't even put it into words, and, and, and I've been thinking this for a while, um, and I may have said it once or twice before, but the truth is, like someday, someday, when Grace and I are rolling in the big bucks, not because our podcast is number one in the world, but um, because our business is doing so well, but one day when we're rolling in the big bucks, we're going to have a Coffee with Mark fan or listener appreciation event uh, just for you guys that, that, that really help us spread the word about... Um, about the show, you know, about the show. I, I, like I said, I appreciate it so much. I wish there was more than I could do to say, than just say thank you. Um, but just know that it really does mean the world to me. Every single time one of you guys shares the show um, or reaches out and gives me feedback or says, "Man, I really like that one." Like you guys think it. You guys probably think, "Oh, he gets that all the time." You know, he does. He didn't notice that I did it, or you know, it's just a form response. Like no. Like, I notice, I take note, and I, and I really genuinely appreciate it more than I can even explain um, when I see you guys, especially those of you that share the show with your friends, your families, your, you know, on your Instagram pages. Um, I do notice that, and I make it a point to, to respond every single time because I want you to know that I see it. So thank you anyway. And, and then if this is your first time listening, welcome, right? Welcome back. Um, welcome. Welcome for the first time. Uh, my name is Mark, and I really, really love to help people, <laughs> that's it. I really love. I really love to help people, and um, I haven't. I haven't brought it up in a little while, um, you know. But but it's worth noting. It's worth noting that guys, I don't. I don't get anything out of the show, right? Like I don't. I don't benefit in any way from doing the show, it, you know, other than uh, just getting a sense of fulfillment out of doing it, right? There's really nothing in it for me. Um, I do this show for two primary reasons. One, because. Um, because I just, I, I've been through some things, you know, I've been through some things, I tell a lot of stories, I draw a lot of, of my perspective from my own life experiences, just like most of us, but I've been through some things and I've learned so many incredibly valuable lessons and uh, somehow, some way, I've, I've, I've found myself into a spot in life where I'm, I'm very, very, very grateful and fortunate to be in the position that I'm in, right? I make good money. I own a nice house. I have a nice car. I have an amazing, amazing life partner in Grace. Um, like I just, uh, you know, my, my friend circle, my, my acquaintance circle, my social circle is, is just full of incredible and interesting and ambitious and successful people. Like I just, I look around and I, and I, you know, sometimes in disbelief, like, is this really my life? You know, and it makes me feel, not only do I feel incredibly grateful and incredibly fortunate to um, to have learned some of the things that I've learned and have had the, the experiences that I've had to have gained the perspective that I've gained, right? Because I really think it's those lessons, those experiences and the perspective that I have that have helped me create the life that I have. Um, so I really do think, not only do I, do I feel extremely grateful and fortunate for those things, I feel, um, I feel like I owe, you know, like every single day, I walk around with this looming sense of indebtedness, um, and I don't know to who, you know, to God or to my parents or to society or to myself or, you know, to you guys, to you guys, right? I feel like I owe because I, you know, I, I, I've made a lot of bad choices. You know, there was a long time where I took my life for granted, where I took, you know, good fortune and blessings and the opportunity. I took everything for granted, and despite me essentially you know, spitting in the face of opportunity and, 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 and God and blessings and good fortune, um, you know, somehow I, I still ended up in a good spot, you know, and it makes me feel lucky, but it also a lot of times I feel like I, I have more than I deserve. And so, um, you know, I can't think of a better way 
to, to, to sort of just give back than to share all of the things that I feel unworthy of possession, you, you know, of possessing, if that makes sense. Um, and if it doesn't make sense, well, just know, man, I actually check that. I have a podcast that I was just recently a guest on. I was recently a guest on a podcast called the One Shot Podcast. Okay, it was formerly the Darren Woodson Show. Okay, so Darren Woodson is a three-time uh, Super Bowl champion with the Dallas Cowboys, and him and a couple of his buddies made this podcast, and it was a, uh, the One Shot Podcast. Um, the episode that I was on actually comes out tomorrow. Okay, so if you're listening to this, today is July 31st, I believe. 31st? Yeah. Okay. So today is July 31st. So the episode that I was on, the One Shot Podcast, it actually is going to be released tomorrow, Monday, August 1st. Highly recommend that you give that podcast episode a listen. It was, it was really an incredible show. I felt really good afterwards. Um, the guys were really fired up about it. I think that all of you guys will really, really, really enjoy it. And those three guys that I did that show with, they're cut from the same cloth that I am. Like They, they really, truly just love doing this. They don't benefit from doing that show. Um, they just do it. Uh, for the good of the listeners, right? And, and and so there's a lot of substance, a lot of good conversation. And if you've never heard me walk through my whole story, that would be an episode that I think that you definitely want to listen to as well. A um, lot of value. But anyway, at one point during the show, I looked at the three guys and I told them, like, guys, I, I truly, truly believe that what I have to offer and what we're talking about here, like what I have to offer in the way of lessons, in the way of experiences, in the way of perspective, okay? I truly believe that those things are the single most valuable things that I have to offer humanity as an individual. Like seriously, I think that what I give you guys here on this show, and I'm, and I'm a, you know, humbly I'll say this, that I, I'm a talented guy, okay? Not at everything, but the things that I'm good at, I'm good at. Okay, there's a reason why I've been able, I've been successful in business and in my career and in life up until this point because the things that I am good at, I am very, very good at. Okay, but nonetheless, nonetheless, I think that what I have to offer here in the way of telling stories, sharing perspective, and the lessons that I've learned over the years is the single most valuable thing that I have to offer humanity as an individual. And I think that I think that the same is true for everybody. Just, just it's worth noting, right? This is why I read biographies. This is why I read history. This is why I read nonfiction. Because I'm getting the same thing from other people. And I think that that's true for everybody. But, but that's, that's, that's one of the primary motivators of me sharing the show is me giving away what I, what I believe is the absolute most valuable thing I have to offer humanity as an individual. Giving it all away for free. right? Because I feel like, man, some days I feel like I don't even deserve it. You know? so, so the least I could do is share it with you guys. And the other reason why I do this show um, you know, it's because I feel like there's a lot of conversations that really need to be had in society right now. There's conversations that either we're running from or we're avoiding for whatever reason, conversations that we don't even feel comfortable having um, because of either a social stigma surrounding it or maybe because of our own insecurities and fears. Um, you know, for whatever reason, I feel like we're running from, as a society, we're running from the conversations that we that we really need to have the most, okay? And so on this show, uh, from time to time, not every episode, but we are gonna have some of those hard conversations. We are gonna talk about um, some things that, that make people uncomfortable and, uh, and really with the goal of just challenging, challenging you know, the, the thoughts, the, the opinions, the beliefs that you've held dear for your whole life. Um, I'm, I'm really challenging them from um, not challenging the beliefs, the opinions, uh, the thoughts themselves, but what I hope to challenge is I hope to challenge your attachment to them. I hope to, to, to make you think once in a while, man, is, is, is this a, an opinion or a belief that I formed um, independently? Or is this an opinion or a belief or a value or an ethical, uh, an ethical uh, code that was just imposed upon me by society that you know that 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 I learned over time that maybe my family or my parents taught me knowingly or unknowingly intentionally or unintentionally and so I've just always operated this way but I never stopped to think man is this what I truly believe in you know I think that as we look around at society right now, there's a lot of people out there that are operating on autopilot and they're adhering to these moral and ethical codes that society 
has created without even stopping to think, man, do I agree with this moral and ethical code? Um, and before I go any further, okay, because those are my two primary reasons for doing the show. One is because I feel like I owe, and I feel like the most valuable thing that I could give you guys and that I could give you guys for free is all the things that I've learned over the years and the things that have helped me create a life that I'm really, really happy with and proud of. And then two is because we're running from some really, really hard conversations that we need to be having. And hopefully, that's why it's coffee, coffee with Mark, right? Hopefully, uh, <laughs> hopefully you are, you know, sitting wherever you're sitting, you know, and, and actually paying attention and, and really listening with an open heart, or open mind uh, to some of those hard conversations. And, and, and maybe I, at bare minimum, I can just inspire some productive thought, right? But before I go any further, I actually have somebody else sitting with me here today. And she is, um, she is one of the most sought after guests of the show. She has been a guest. In fact, our last episode um, was with her. Uh, but Miss Grace Frisella. Hi, Grace. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> you always give me such a dramatic introduction, but I'm here for it. Yeah, and you're just, hi, hi. Hi, hey. Well, uh, I asked Grace to sit in with me today just because... Um, I mean, you know, the, the when I first started this this show, and and I decided to name it Coffee with Mark, you know, it's like, man, there's there's two things that I feel extremely passionate about, and that just honestly, just little things, simple things that no matter no matter the day, no matter what mood I'm in, no matter no matter what, they always, always, always just put me in a better mood, right? And th those two things is a nice hot cup of coffee. And specifically a dirty chai yeah dirty chai hot dirty chai latte is is, is my go-to when i'm at a coffee shop but honestly just black coffee hot black coffee is my jam especially first thing in the morning like if i'm drinking a cup of coffee at 4 a.m it's hot black um and the second thing is just a good conversation you know like i love good conversations of substance um and sometimes you know sometimes recording the shows get gets a little lonely when you're just doing it by yourself so anyway grace is here and she is Drinking a hot coffee with us. Yeah. What's your go-to order, uh, Grace? Just black coffee. Black uh, coffee. You're lying right now. Her really? go-to order is a hot Americano. That's not true. When's like, today is the first time I've gotten a hot Americano since I went to Starbucks. Oh, right. If I go to Starbucks, I usually get a hot Americano. Okay. Their black coffee is trash. Well, that well that's <laughs> I know right. Well, that's actually what I was what I was thinking of right. And I know anytime I go to Starbucks, you're like I want a hot americano. So mm -hmm. that, that's what I okay. Well, all right. So we do have a couple things to talk about today. But one, you know, we were, Grace and I just stopped by um, a local gym, uh, a commercial gym. I won't name them, but we just stopped by a commercial gym with the intention of canceling our memberships like we, we've had memberships freaking everywhere it's a mess i don't know if you guys are anything like we are but like we just jumped around from like one place to another place to another place getting memberships uh and we'd stay for a couple months and then be like oh and then we find a, a better gym now we really feel like we know like we found the best gym in st louis it's it's got the most equipment that you know um, it, it just, there's, it's not missing anything. Like we, we really, really like it. And so we're trying to now just trim down and get rid of all those other frivolous gym memberships that we're paying for every month. We stop in and the guy literally just told us, I don't know if they allow people to, to cancel their memberships. What term, what like, like term length did you guys commit to? So I committed to a one-year, it was the shortest term, a one-year membership, and Grace committed to a two-year membership. At the time, it sounded like a great idea because it was cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not such a great idea. But um, So anyway, so Grace committed to, to a two-year, and, and he said, man, I'm not sure if they allow people to cancel their memberships. And I'm like, I was just beside myself. I didn't actually argue with him right then and there because it because really he was just like a you know he didn't know for sure yeah he was a go-between he's he was like our gm will be here on monday if you just want to come in you know during the week you can catch him and talk to him about it but i walked out and i and i said to grace man isn't it crazy that that places operate that way that they literally will, will, will lock you into a long-term contract and then they won't even let you cancel it if you want to like guys they literally said 
well, you can talk to my GM, but eventually it'll have to go to corporate and they'll make the decision one way or the other. Like corporate, like I am a regular Joe, like just a regular person on the street. You're going to take my case to corporate because I don't want to go to your gym anymore. Seriously. <laughs> and guys, okay. So here's a, here's a gem. Okay. That I'm going to give you guys. Um, especially those of you that one day you, you aspire to like start your own company or to work in, in, in a service uh, role in any capacity, okay? I'm going to give you a, a gem right now. Um, so I actually hate places that do that. I hate that places do that. And I'm sure that you guys do too. Like seriously, unless you're, you are a gym owner and you own a gym where you lock people into two years at a time or one year at a time and they have to pay you or else there's these huge fees if they want to cancel, okay, if that's you, well, then hopefully what I say after this, um, you know, just really sits and makes you think, okay? But I hate that places do that. And I've owned a couple businesses where um, where basically it was like a, a monthly payment, like a monthly subscription to a service, whether it was uh, nutritional coaching, all right, you could, you could work with me for however long you wanted to. I, actually, I also owned a gym. Same thing. You could, you could, our current business is like that. Yeah, and, and even our current business uh, is like that, where, where our clients pay on a monthly basis, okay? And it's like every month they have to renew, renew, renew. And in, across America, in almost any industry, when, when a business operates within that model, right, where there's, like, um, where there's a monthly subscription, if you will, Almost invariably, you will see that these businesses try to lock you in for a one-year term, okay? They want you to sign a contract that says you will commit to a year of paying X number of dollars per month, and that if you cancel between you know, now and the end of the year, there's some things that you have to some hoops you have to jump through. Well, they do that because they're not confident in the service that they're going to provide, all right? They do that because they want to lock you into at least 12 payments of guaranteed money before you walk away, and they're not confident that the service that they provide alone is enough for you to keep coming back. That's why they do that. And, and so as a general rule, every single business that I've ever owned that operated on a monthly subscription basis like that, every single one that I've ever owned, I, I purposely, and for this sole reason alone, I have always left it open. I told my clients, hey, you can cancel anytime. My, when I owned a gym, it was month to month, but you can cancel anytime. You can cancel the day before your next your next month is supposed to renew. I don't care, and I'll cancel it. Because the way that I thought about it was that if I operated it like that, then it was almost like betting on myself that I was going to provide a service that they wanted to continue um, using, right? Like I, I was betting on myself that when you came to me, you were going to be so happy with the service that I provided that there was no way you were going to cancel, all right, same thing in our business now. We, we operate on a month-to-month -month basis, and when Grace and I were first setting up our business structure, she asked me, Don't, do you want to do a three-month package, a six-month package, a one-year package? And I told her, no, no, Grace. And, and it was for this exact same reason. No, we're going to do it month-to-month. -month. You can cancel any time because I don't, want, I, don't want, I don't want your money if you're giving it to me begrudgingly. That's how I feel. I want, I want, to, provide a va I want to provide value that exceeds by far anything that I ever asked for in return from a monetary standpoint. And that's how, I've, that's how I've always operated. And you know what? People fucking appreciate it. People appreciate it. Like when I, I've very, first of all, I very, very, very rarely have had, um, have had people like, like walk away unless like they were moving or unless there was a real reason. Like I very, very rarely have lost a customer or lost a client because... Uh, because they just weren't happy or they found a better alternative or a cheaper alternative. First of all, there's always been a cheaper alternative. Like when I, when I ran a gym, my gym was expensive to come to. I mean, I'm talking several hundred dollars per month, okay? When I was in nutritional coaching, okay, same thing. It was expensive. Um, now that we're in business doing what we're doing, okay, same thing. It's not cheap. You can probably hire you know, a teenager or a kid fresh out of college to do the same thing for half the price, but again, you know, so, so I know that you can find cheaper options elsewhere and that's even more pressure on myself.
to, to, you know, every single day. I keep that in the back of my mind. They're paying a premium for your service. They're paying a, paying a premium for your time, for your energy, for your effort. So make sure that you're exceeding their expectations because it's, it would be so easy for them to cancel with you and go find somebody else to do it cheaper, right? So, um, so just for those of you, again, for those of you that you, maybe someday you, you're going to pursue an entrepreneur you know, path, um, maybe someday you own your own company, or even if you're just a consumer and you're going, you're, you're going place to place, like let's say gym to gym, just like Grace and I are doing, be on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for some place that wants to lock you in for two years, mandatory, right? That tells you that there's holes in their game, that they're not, their top priority isn't keeping you happy, it's keeping you there, right? So, uh, does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. I mean, um, since we've been in business um, doing it on month to month, I mean, uh, w- well, actually, so when we first started to set up our, our, our business model, right, you did suggest, what, three months, six months in a year or something like that? Well, truth be told, I mean, I've never, I thought that the concept that Mark was talking about was kind of a revolutionary concept because of what he said, that most businesses operate in a way where they have you lock into long-term commitments. Um, and, and it honestly made me kind of uncomfortable to not allow or to allow people, I guess, to leave whenever they wanted to because of the nature of our business. Um, social media is a long-term game. And so in order to see the effects, it's like weight loss. It's like 30, 60, 90 days type of deal, right? So it's like you plant seeds and then you wait for them to grow. And so it made me nervous because I'm like, okay, well, what are people going to be able to see? Are they going to be able to tell based on one month's worth of work, even if we crush it, are they going to think that it's worth it? And, um, and so far it's been, it's been good, but that's still, that was just still something in the beginning that I was like, um, okay. Well, I think, I think the reason why I ask and I circle back to you is just because I think naturally that was your thought process because that's what that's what you see everywhere. That's what you see everywhere you go is that these places, they're not actually concerned with doing the absolute best that they can and being the absolute best at what they do. Because if they were, then it wouldn't be as much of a priority to make sure that they get you to sign that dotted line, right? But but Grace didn't even consider the way that we actually ended up operating. It was it didn't even occur to her to think, oh, just let them cancel any time, do it month to month, because you just don't see that anywhere. You know, but uh, but yeah, I mean, when, when you're really concerned with being the best, being the absolute unequivocally the best option, you know, the best at what you do, um, you don't have to worry about locking people into these long term contracts. You just do what you do and people will stay because and if they stay right, if they stay, then it, then, it, then it's a testament, right? It's a testament to what you do, right? If they stay. But if you're losing people, then don't get mad and think. Shit, I knew I should have started locking. I knew I should have made it a 12-month contract. I knew I should have made it a three-month contract or six-month contract. When people start leaving, say to yourself, damn, what am I not doing? What am I not doing? Where can I get better? Because if people are leaving, that means that there's, that there's a better option or a cheaper option that they think is better. All right? And that should never be the case. Um, but cool. All right. So the other thing and the real thing that I – because that, that, that was literally – 45 minutes ago, and it just kind of pissed me off, so I wanted to talk about it. But the real topic that I wanted to talk uh, talk about today was, uh, you know, Grace and I, not just Grace and I, I mean, so Grace and I were having this conversation the other day, but for whatever reason, like, people feel really comfortable sort of sharing with me when they're struggling. You know, I get, I get that a lot. Like, I get a lot of people that reach out to me on Instagram, and they're like, you know, man, I'm not happy. Um... I'm depressed, you know, I've, I've, I've attempted suicide before, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fresh into sobriety, I'm fresh out of prison, you know, I'm in this really bad spot, and, you know, and I have a lot of those conversations, and I, and I love that I'm the guy that people feel comfortable talking to, um, especially when they're struggling, you know, like, like, come to me, you know, that's, that's cool, man, I'm, I'm here to help people like that, because I've been there before, um, but a lot of times, a lot of times, I would say more often than not, uh, when I talk to people who are either upset or depressed or they're feeling unfulfilled or, um, you know, they're just lost, right? Uh, a lot of times those people, that there's, there's almost like an indignant undertone to their, to their complaints, to their cries for help, right? Um, almost as if they feel, they feel like, um, I don't know, like, 
like somehow they're unique, right? Like they're unique in the fact that they're depressed or they're upset or they have anxiety or they're unfulfilled or unsatisfied with their life. Like they, they talk to me as if it should be some other way, right? And, and, and when Grace and I were talking about it the other day, it finally occurred to me what I think that is, right? Why do I always perceive that, that, that little bit of them that feels like they've been wronged somehow because they're, they're not happy with their lives? And what I, re- what I realized is that I think that most people out there, including you, like you listening right now, like I really genuinely believe that most people out there, they think that happy is the default. Right? Like they, they think that in the absence of any effort or intention of becoming unhappy, all right, that they should just be happy, right? And, and it's actually flip-flopped. It's actually flip-flopped, okay? So I would argue that being unhappy and feeling unfulfilled is actually the default, all right? And in the absence of any regular and effective and intentional effort of being happy and fulfilled, then you are going to be unhappy. You're going to be depressed. You're going to feel unfulfilled and unsatisfied with your life. Okay? So I would, I would, and then not only that, furthermore, furthermore, I would say when you look around at society, look around, look around. Okay? Happy people are the exception. They're not the rule. They're not the rule, right? So so you that is so you're you're so depressed and you're so upset and you have anxiety and you feel unfulfilled and unsatisfied and you think poor me man everybody no nobody else is fucking happy nobody else everybody has felt or is feeling the same way that you do because i would say the vast majority of people in america are unhappy unfulfilled unsatisfied with their life and even if they won't tell you that they're unhappy they're not happy Right. Like like think about how many people, you know, that are I mean, that are the kind of happy that is just like radiating. Right. Like those people that just radiate positive energy that just they brighten every room that they that they walk into. They're not they're not stoic. They're smiling. They have enthusiasm. They're outgoing. How many people do you know personally that operate like that nine days out of ten? Right. Like, think about it. Okay, so when you really, I mean, realistically, you probably can't think of more, you, you probably can't, um, can't think of more than five people that you know, okay? Out of all the people that you know, you probably realistically can't think of more than five people that are truly, genuinely uh, happy, right? Like, like that, that, that childish, you know, just magical sense of happiness, okay? And, and it's because unhappiness is the default and the amount of work that you do on a daily basis with the intention of of building or maintaining your happiness is going to be in it it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be reflected in how you show up right and so that was just a thought that i had because i think that when you actually sit and you think about that right if you sit and think about that and if you accept that like hmm maybe mark has a point maybe unhappiness is the default i'm not just supposed to be happy like that that's where the indignance comes from like when people talk to me and they're like man you know and and there there's almost like an undertone of it's not fair it's not fair that i'm always depressed that i'm always sad it's not fair well i want to say to them well what the fuck have you done you know, like, what What have you done to try to be happy? You know, if you're feeling unfulfilled with your life, well, what did you do today to seek out a sense of fulfillment? Like, that's the question that I really want to ask. And you know what? I might start asking it now that I posted this or published this episode. I might start asking it because that's, the, that's what's at the root of your depression of your discontent, of your unfulfillment, of of your dissatisfaction. What's at the root is that you haven't done anything to earn your happiness. And the only people, like those people that you thought of, those less than five people that you know in your whole life that just radiate happiness and good energy 90% of the time, those people, I guarantee you those people, those people have 
habits, they have rituals, they have routines that they do almost every single day with the intention of maintaining their happiness, of earning their happiness for the day. All right. So when I mentioned this, I could tell that Grace was, you know, it was kind of like the first time that somebody had ever challenged Grace with that idea that like, hey, happiness isn't just happiness isn't the yeah, but default. I, disag- I, I disagree with you on some points in this, because, yes, even though you think that unhappiness is the default, I don't know if I completely believe that that's true. I don't know that happiness is the default either, but I think neutrality is potentially more of a default than unhappiness. I think it has a lot to do with the content that we consume and the way that society is, because I don't know that people 200, 300 years ago when they, I'm sure that people were unhappy, but also they didn't have media telling them all these things. They didn't have social media forcing these expectations of how people are supposed to look and these highlight reels of how people's lives are. Like there's so much other outside influences on your quote unquote happiness that you're talking about that I don't know if it's necessarily. But that's exactly what I'm saying though, is that you can't, like I have this saying that I, that I use all the time that kind of applies here. It's learn to deal with people as they are, not as they should be. But basically what I'm saying there is you can't live in this idealistic reality where things are the way they should be, right? So, um, so how that would apply to what you're saying right now and why I'm thinking of it is that we live in a society that we live, we, we live in the society that we live in. Like, you know that social media has an effect on your mental health and well-being. You know that the comparison game that you play with your coworkers and your circle of friends has an effect on your mental health and your well-being. You know that, um, you know, the, that uh, TV and, and Netflix and movies and, so, and pop culture, those things influence, they have an effect on your mental health and well-being. So if you know those things, which we all know those things, all right, that's why I can make this argument that unhappiness is the default because I, I would actually agree with you. I think that in the absence of those things, probably neutrality is the default. Yeah, but... But we live in a world that is almost... It almost... It shoves you in the direction of being discontent every single day. So, so, so unless you're actively working against it every single day, where do you expect to end up? Well, I get it. But what I'm saying is like, you're saying you need to actively go do things to make yourself happy and create habits to make yourself happy. That's fine. I'm sure there are people out there that that works for, but in my opinion, eliminating things is, could be, has the potential Mm -hmm. to be a lot more effective. Like getting rid of friendships or relationships in your life that are not bringing the the things that they need to bring in your life or deleting Instagram if all you do all day is sit, sit there and compare yourself to other people or, you know, if you're not happy at your job like and you are find yourself being passionate about something else even if it's not as safe or even if it's not what everyone else wants you to do, like those are decisions that, you know, you need to make yourself and like I get that that's kind of what you're saying but also like taking things away can also be just as effective as like adding more things to your plate because it's kind of counterintuitive if you're adding habits and you're not taking away the things that are like the root of the cause anyways I I would agree with that 100% I think that I think that in general um taking things away I think adding things is always like our intuitive kind of knee-jerk response when we feel like things aren't right we're like well what can we what more can we do um when grace is a i agree with her a thousand percent i think that the first step always is stripping your life and your day-to-day routine stripping all the things that contribute to your depression to your unhappiness to your unsatisfaction to your or dissatisfaction um and to your discontentedness stripping as many of those things as you can away now i well truly i think that step one for any person wanting to make any sort of change at all whether it be physical emotional mental whatever evaluate your life i think so often we go and i'm guilty of this i'm, I'm going through this right now and we go through our lives because 
it's just how we live. Like we just go through the motions of every day, not all of us, but it, I, I find myself just getting busy and moving from, okay, I have to do this next. Okay. I have to do this next. And I just go next, next, next. And I don't even think about what I do. So like step one yeah, is, but that, that's sort of what I'm, so I was actually going to get into. So Grace brought up subtracting things, which I, I want to get through that because the, what I recommend adding to your day and your routine is is a ritual, is a routine that where you build in time for exactly what you're what you're talking about. But you need to do that every day. Like a lot of people, like I wish I could tell you that if you just dedicate one day a month, one Sunday a month to sitting around with yourself and just doing some reflection, that that would be enough. It's not enough. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. I know. I'm I'm just saying. I wish I could tell you that it was, but it's not. It's not. It's it's in reality. In order to even maintain happiness, once you attain it, you've got to you've got you've got to put effort and intent into it every day. Like you're talking, dude. The the happiest that I ever was in my entire life, okay, was in a time when when I did it. When when first of all, I had eliminated so many things. At the time, uh, I I had eliminated um, watching TV and movies. I had eliminated reading magazines and even nonfiction or excuse me, fiction books. Um, I had eliminated, you know, a lot of the friends, if not almost all of my friends at the time, because all of my friends were assholes. So I had eliminated almost all of my friends and I even stopped listening to music. Okay. At the time, the only type of content that I consumed was like nonfiction, religious, spiritual, theological, um, and philosophy like that, that, that's really it. It was stuff that inspired productive thoughts, analytical thoughts, not stuff that inspired comparative thoughts or thoughts of envy or, um, or even lust or anything like that. Like I didn't want, I didn't want to mentally live in that kind of environment. I wanted to mentally live in an environment that was conducive to progress, you know, and, 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 and self-reflection and all the things that Grace is talking about. So, um, so I, I mean, yeah, so eliminating all of the, the, the negative influences on your mindset, on your mood, um, and on your sense of self-esteem and self-worth is, is a huge first step to take. Are there any other things that you could think of? Because at the time, I wasn't obviously in society, but... Well, no, but what, what I was trying to say before is like, before you can even eliminate things, you have to take a look at your life and see what you're inventory. doing. Because... How are you supposed to know if you don't even live intentionally and, and realize what you're doing? So step one is realize what you're doing. Step two is, okay, what things are not bringing the value to my life that I deserve? And then eliminate is yeah. what I was trying to get across. But I mean, also, I don't, I, I want to, I want to be clear and I'm speaking on behalf of Mark in this point and he may or may not agree with me, but you don't have to sit <laughs> and eliminate every single thing that, you know, society contributes. You don't have to only read philosophical, theological books in order to achieve happiness. When you're in an isolated place like Mark was when he went through those things, and those are the only things that you choose to do, like, that, that was his way, right? And, like, I don't want you guys to be under the impression that that's the only way to achieve. Yeah, but, okay, but at the same time, like... I mean, I know several self-made millionaires, and you know what? Hardly any of them sit around watching TV every day. I'm not like, saying that. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know. And 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 then also, I mean, there's the point that being a millionaire doesn't mean you're happy. But, um, but it's just important. Like I, I've been really, really, I've gone through phases where I've dove really deeply into psychology and philosophy, and what. What I took away and probably the most astonishing, the most uh, startling thing that I learned in those deep dives is that human beings are much more easily influenced and manipulated than we care to admit. Like you, all of us, all of us, our thought process and our decision making process is at the point where we can literally, where somebody else can literally manipulate it. If they understand human psychology well enough and, and newsflash, newsflash, that the people who control the media that we see every day, Instagram, TikTok, the news, um, you know, movie, you know, movie makers, et cetera, et cetera, down the line, music producers, 
those people do. Those industries do understand human psychology. They do. Okay. There's a reason why TikTok is like more addicting than any drug on the street. Okay. Because they understand human psychology better than they ever have. And it's, it's time that all of us, all of us, because I didn't even, I didn't even know the show was going to go in this direction, but I really appreciate you bringing that up. But it's time for all of us to admit to ourselves, hey, yes, I can be an independent thinking person, but I, I have to acknowledge that everything that my eyes see and that my brain analyzes on a daily basis is influencing the thoughts that come out of my brain, okay? And when you understand that, then you stop looking at, you stop watching, you stop reading, you stop listening to things that are going to produce thoughts coming from you that are not that are not very productive. You know that lead you down a bad path or that at bare minimum just waste your mental energy and your time. Can we just talk about though because this is an important point like it is so difficult. Can we just acknowledge how difficult it is to form a free thinking thought in society today? Like even if you eliminate, like let's say that a person is just trying to get factual, independent information. It is so difficult. Like I get that it's very easy for you to say that kind of thing. And I'm not saying that it's not possible. It's easier said than done. Yeah. But it, I mean, even no, so, but I like, know, but, but what you can do, like, for example, is like, is, is just when you understand that you stop watching things, you, you know, like you could change what you choose to watch on Netflix. I'm not saying stop watching Netflix or like you can unfollow the people that you are mindful enough to acknowledge that, man, this person doesn't make me feel very good about myself. They always make me... Yeah, but that's what I was saying. Yeah, like, that yeah. that was my whole point, is, like, you don't have to sit in solitary confinement and read theological books and philosophical books. Like, that That was my point. I'm not saying... But it was very, very, very Yes, effective. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> I was so happy. Yes, I'm sure you were. But also, like, that's what I mean, though. Like, people achieve happiness by... Spending time with their children and teaching them, you know, things. I don't, I don't think that or, that's, see, I don't think that, I don't, I don't agree with you there. I don't think that those things, that you get happiness from outside of yourself. And that is the biggest lie that society has, has made us believe in this country and around the world is that you get happiness outside of yourself. I can tell you guys for a fact, okay, that that is not true. I know people that have that, that have every physical thing, every circumstantial thing in their life that you could possibly want, but they're but they're miserable. They're miserable. I mean, to the point where they've literally thought about killing themselves. Okay, like I personally know people like that. They have millions of dollars in the bank, beautiful family, kids, all the things. Okay, happiness. The biggest lie that we have been led to believe is that happiness comes from outside of yourself. It doesn't. I promise you. It doesn't, okay? It, it, it comes from where, where you start your day. Like, that's it. That's where you ground yourself in happiness. And as you move throughout your day, things can things can kind of bump you up, bump you down, bump you up, bump you down. But you're, you're rooted. You're rooted in where you started. Like, it, it, it's just, it's so important to, to, to stop and hammer that point home because there is nothing you could do. There's no life that you can build around you that is going to feed the, that's going to keep you happy long term. It's not going to happen. It has to come from you. Um, but sorry, sorry, sorry. Grace is Grace is giving me dagger eyes right now. <laughs> dagger eyes. I'm sorry. I'm 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 so just enthusiastic about this conversation. Yeah, but I don't think I that's such a hard point for me to it's very difficult to accept. Yeah, it but really I don't is. think because there are definitely outside sources that can play into your happiness. They can contribute, but there's nothing that it's you can not put the around root. you. There's nothing that yeah that you can put around you that's just going to keep you happy. Like you make me very happy. Yeah, you but ma- that's not make, what I'm you, saying. Our though. relationship makes me makes me very <laughs> happy, but our relationship alone is not going to keep me happy. It can contribute. It can. Yeah, it, but that's what I'm saying. Is yeah. like, of course, it starts with you, but yeah. like. You don't have, like, it sure as hell is going to get fucking lonely if you're sitting there by yourself. Like, I, I don't know. It depends yes on the person. No. Yes it depends no. on the person. You know what? You're God, the type God of person. You, God keeps you company when you're by yourself. But let me explain this this point, right? So what Grace and I are talking about um, in the sense of, like, elimination, right? Like, taking stock of your life, taking inventory and saying, what things do I do? 
where do I spend my time? And, uh, you know, are there any people in my life that, that bring me down every day? Like, are, are there things that I spend my time doing? Are there habits that I have or people in my life that bring me down, that contribute to my, to my, to my unhappiness, right? Um, and then slowly but surely sort of just chopping those things away. And then we talked a little bit about, like, the society in which we live and how, you know, it's really difficult to escape the influence that social media can have on your mental health, that mass media can have on your mental health, or that people around you can have on your mental health, right? And so I read this concept one time where uh, one of my favorite philosophers of all time, actually, his name is James Allen. I highly, highly, highly recommend getting into um, some of his, digging into some of his writings. But he described um, he, he said, the first thing he said was that humans have an infinite capacity for new thoughts. And when I read that line, like it just, it literally just struck me right in the face. I'm like, man, that's a powerful concept. Humans have an infinite capacity for new thoughts, right? But then he went on to describe human thoughts. He said, um, our thoughts flow through our minds almost like water, you know, a stream would, would flow, right? Uh, they, they flow in a stream through our minds, right? And, and, and that all day long, like pretty much, we're, we're looking around at different things, right? We, we look, we look at our partner, uh, we look at our dogs, we look at our phone, you know, like, like our eyes are really like really, um, essentially what he was saying is that are all around us, there are things that, that, that demand our attention. And when we allow our attention to get fixated on any one thing, whether it's your partner, your dogs, your phone, etc., that that's essentially like putting a stick in the stream of thoughts and then that stick is redirecting the stream, okay? So our, our, our thoughts, um, the default or our thoughts start off as just a, a free-flowing th- stream of thoughts across our minds. And then we wake up first thing in the morning and the alarm clock is going off and bam, it jams a stick in our stream. And then we look at our phone and then it, boom, another stick and it's redirecting the stream. So in that way, every moment of the day, really, when you're fixating your attention on this thing, that thing, this thing, that thing, social media, reality TV, the gym, um, a, a grumpy barista at Starbucks, okay, those are all sticks that you are allowing to get plugged in your stream and they're redirecting your thoughts and that's how we can end up uh, in a place that really we never set out for in the first place. That That's sort of the argument that he made was, was about the everything that we allow our attention to get fixated on throughout the day is putting another stick in our stream. And some things are unavoidable, but that's what initially got me thinking about what do I do every day that I allow to be a stick in my stream? And, and, and at the time, I sat around watching TV for a couple hours a day. I would, um, you know, I would, I would just do a bunch of shit that I shouldn't, I shouldn't have been doing. I don't need to get into that. It's not that kind of episode. But, you know, I would spend my time doing things and I'm like, man, no wonder all I ever think about is sports, for example. Like at the time, I would watch a lot of sports and I would gamble a lot on sports. So I'd say, man, no, no wonder all I ever talk about, even when I'm not watching sports, is sports. Because I start my day off every day watching ESPN and that's a stick in my stream. And now my stream is directed in that direction. I can, yeah, I mean, my thoughts could easily go somewhere else too. All I have to do is place another stick in the stream. But... You know, the point was kind of valid. At least, at least it really inspired me to want to remove some of those sticks that I place in my, in my stream so that I can, I can really, um, so that I really have access to more of those original thoughts that he was talking about. Humans have an infinite capacity for new thoughts. Well, I was like, man, how the fuck do I get access to some real new thoughts? How do I get access to some original thoughts? How do I start thinking in a new way? And I realized that, man, it, just like Grace was saying, it wasn't about doing anything more. It was actually about doing less of the things that I was already doing that were keeping me in the same mindset that I'd always been in. Does that make sense? Yeah. I know I struggled in the, in the beginning to sort of start explaining that. But it was, it, I just remember, I've always remembered it. God, I read that book. 
I read about that probably eight years ago now, and I've literally never fucking forgot it. Like I never, for, I never forgot that first line, which is humans have an infinite capacity for new thoughts because it inspired me so much. I wanted to experience that. At the time, I had never thought, I had never had any new thoughts. I never had any thoughts that just blew my own mind. Like, man, I never realized that. And it's because I've, I've always, and most people do, we all like almost co- conveniently distract ourselves every single second of the day. Like literally every second of the day. I have friends that like they can't even take a car ride anymore without watching TikTok videos. Stop. <laughs> looking at my direction. I was literally looking at Grace out of my out of the corners of my eyes. But I have friends, I have, I have acquaintances. I mean, like literally, that can't even go in the car without watching TikTok. We can't we can't sit in our house without without some sort of background music playing. Like we need to be can we are addicted to the distractions, and it's because man, and and then we wonder, man, why don't I ever have any revolutionary ideas? Why don't I ever have any new thoughts? Well, it's because. Every single day, we, we sort of build our circumstances to put sticks in our streams at re- regular intervals throughout the day. And we're, we're in this thought, uh, you know, we're in the, these habitual thoughts rather than new thoughts. I don't know. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. But, oh, but back, to, I mean, do you have anything on that? I mean, well, a couple of things. So the first is like, I don't know that some people necessarily even want to think new thoughts. Like, I don't even think that that's a that that's a thing that they even think about. Like that's, some people aren't even cognizant enough to like make that realization. And so I, I that's just Sorry guys, that was the that philosophical was, side of Mark. <laughs> like, I mean, cause truly like there, I would argue that there's a huge population of people that just go get up, do the same thing every day, go to work, come home. And they are like, they just accept that that's their life. So like, I don't even know that they even have the desire and or even know that it's a possibility that they could want to think about other things. This show, to that point, this show is for those people that want a little bit more out of life. You know, this show is for those people that want to, 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 to figure out, man, what does the best version of me look like? You know, man, man, like... Man, maybe I could, maybe I could be or accomplish X, right? This show is for those people, okay? Because part, what's at the root of my personal mission in life is inspiring people to believe that that you could do and be anything that you want in life that you're willing to sacrifice and work for, and it doesn't matter when you start. It doesn't matter when you start. I lost my whole life. I lost my freedom. I lost every dollar I had, all of my possessions. And I had to start my life over from scratch at the age of 25. And you know what? I'm not even 30 yet, and it already looks amazing. It already looks amazing. I'm already happy. And, and you can have that too. Like literally anybody, you can have that. You can have the, the car, the house, you can have the kids, you can have the marriage, you can have the business, you can have the, whatever it is. You're, I mean, your, your biggest dreams, whatever you, you, you imagine, man, in an ideal world, you know, if, if you could have anything that you wanted, what would your life look like? Well, guess what? You can have that. You can have that. I promise you, you can. But it, it, you can't also have what Grace was just describing. You can't have them both. They're not, they're not compatible. Okay, they, they are, they, you, you literally can't have them both. You can, either, you can either have the life that Grace was just describing. Okay, you wake up every day, you do the same thing, you think the same thoughts, you see the same people, you go to work, you come home, and you're just happy. You just settle. You settle for existing, not living. Okay, you settle for existing, not living. But if you're the, but, but, or you can have that, or you can have a life that's an adventure from start to finish or from, from today to the end, you know, because, um, I think some people are genuinely, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not this way, but I do think that there are people out there who are genuinely happy with, their life and the way they've always lived it. So I don't think it's, I mean, I don't think you can make a blanket statement to say that in order to be happy, you have to be striving for new adventure. No, I think now we're sort of talking about just a a different, uh, we're straddling the line here, but I I don't think that happiness is exclusive to one or the other of those categories. Yeah, that's that's all I wanted to add on that point. But, you know, something I'm diverting the conversation just a little bit but you know when mark was saying that he was in prison and he was that was the time that he was the happiest i've never experienced anything like that but where i find myself truly happy and i can only 
say from my own experiences, or let me rephrase, where I find myself truly experiencing an environment that fosters the ability for new thought and and different conversations and that free-flowing stream that Mark was talking about is in nature. Yeah. That is a huge place for me. So when Mark and I went on our road trip and and out west, you guys, like I know that we've harped on this before. Mark's harped on it a ton, but there is literally miles, hundreds of miles where you will go from one city to another with nothing in between, no gas stations, no stoplights, nothing. It's literally just desert. It's literally just rocks. It's literally just valleys. Like it's crazy. And there's no cell service. There's no, no one out there if you're driving by yourself. Um, but Mark and I happen to be driving together and, and we had such good conversations when we were driving out that way, because literally all around you are these insane creations, insane things. And it really makes you think about things that I had never thought about before questions that didn't even cross my mind, but there's literally nothing else to think about except that. Isn't it cool? It is so cool. In the absence of like any external influence on your thoughts, like the kind of thoughts that you have, like Grace and I would talk about we would talk about religion, we would talk about spirituality, we would talk about God, because you know why? Because some of the things that we saw, it, it made us sit there and think, man, fuck, there's no way that God isn't real. Mm-hmm. Like, what? holy shit, do you see this? You know, like, or, or we would sit and talk about, you know, when did the earth, when, 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 you know, how long has the earth been around? Like, because we would see something that literally had to take millions of years. Billions of yeah, years. Yeah, like, to end up like that. And we yeah. started to think, what the heck? You know, and and it's just, it's it's so cool. Guys, that's, that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm talking about, about how, you know, your environment influences your thoughts. And, and, and it's in a powerful way. Like, it's not just a little bit. It's not just a little bit. That's what we got to stop believing. It's that, oh, but for... But mostly, mostly I'm in control of my own thought process. I promise you that is a lie that you're telling yourself. You're choosing to believe that and it's just not true. It's not, it's, it's, you can look it up. Okay, this is, this is well-known psychology at this point. Okay, there is mountains and mountains and mountains of research and evidence and, 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 and experiments and everything. Okay, that, that shows you unequivocally that your environment influences how you think and how you show up. It literally influences who you become moment to moment, unless you're mindful, unless you're intentional. And even then, even people like me that have dug through the research and that have looked, and I'm, 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 I'm sure that I understand how powerful an influence my environment has on me, even me, I can't resist its influence. So, so one of the things that you could do on a daily basis to foster happiness and contentedness is is really just try to manipulate your environment. Try to manipulate your environment. Do you have a room in your house that is your room where you can just go and sit and think that makes you comfortable, that has good energy, good vibes? Like, do you? I know that that sounds fluffy, but I'm telling you, my room in my house is where I record my podcast and I love it. I love it in here. I could just sit in here, sit in my chair and, and just think. And just think, and it and it and it it fosters that for me, you know. So one thing that I've done in the past is like I've always lived with other people. Um, I've lived briefly alone for a month or so. Um, but you know, while I'm with other people, it's it's easy to get caught up in wanting to spend time with those people or just getting used to always spending your day with somebody else around and. Um, I, I would have to make time to be by myself. And I know that a lot of people go through that same struggle, whether you are a parent and have kids, whether you have a roommate, um, but getting up an hour earlier or even like 30 minutes earlier just to intentionally make time to be by yourself, whether that be journal, whether that be read books that are productive for your personal development, that was a huge game changer for me. And truth be told, I've fallen out of the habit of doing that lately. But it was monumental in the way that I functioned. Like starting my day that way was incredible. And secondly, I wanted to add too, like Mark is really good at being by himself. He's really, really good at being alone. But initially I wasn't. And that's what people don't, 
Like they don't see it. It's almost like success. Like you're like, wow, that guy's a great salesperson. Or that guy's a great speaker. Yeah, but, but you, you don't see when he was going door to door, literally shitting on himself before he knocked down the door. I know, and I he know. Was so nervous. But also, you were you were forced. No, you were I, put I, in a I position. Know, I know. And when I was forced into that position, it almost I literally almost lost my mind. Yeah. Like I I the, yeah, but, the most unbearable days of my entire life were not when I got taken away from my mother. It was not. You know, when my father left my life forever, it was not when my brother died. It wasn't when my brother went. It wasn't when I even got arrested and went to prison. The most unbearable days of my entire life were the first three days that I was in solitary confinement. Because I literally, I would rather die than continue to sit there. Like, it was so bad. And over time, now I've acclimated to being alone but, but rather than being shoved into that environment like I was and forced to sit there, you can dip your toes in that water. You know yeah, what but I mean? That's, but what I'm saying is like, it's uncomfortable. It's like, so it uncomfortable. It is really uncomfortable. It's un, I would even argue that it's slightly unnatural. I don't know that if I believe... It is slightly unnatural. Like, I think that the, the, the strongest people, human desire or, or craving is... Companionship. Is companionship yeah. or com- community or something. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, it's not... This is not a fun journey to be... Like, the journey to happiness is not... I mean, depends how you do it. But it's going to be uncomfortable. Change in any capacity... Like in order to grow, you can't stay the same, right? There's like that corny little quote. I forgot. It's something like that. But that's, that's that. But, that's but what change I mean. is uncomfortable. But that's also what I was talking about earlier, where you're like, man, there's some people out there that are genuinely happy with that kind of life. I just can't. I just again, that's why I said this show ain't for that person. No, it's, it's not I, yeah. for that person. Like where I cannot even wrap my mind around that sort of, you know, just being resigned, just resigning yourself to the life that you have. Like you, you, I can't, I can't even imagine it. I can't, I can't even understand it. Like I, it's, it's incomprehensible because there's so you, you get, you only get one life. Like what, I mean, for all we know, who knows, who knows. Right. But, and, and, and even I'm not sure about that, but, but just in case, just in case this is the only chance I get, why the fuck wouldn't I use it? But anyway, just circling back and sort of to sum all this up, I really do just want to challenge you challenge you to sit around and think about man what if what if what if mark's right right what if um because of the culture and the society that we live in right now with a little bit of grace's input so because of the culture and society that we live in right now what if unhappiness what if discontentedness what if feeling unfulfilled what if that is the rule what if that is the default and in the absence of any intentional effort uh, on a daily basis to earn your happiness and to become happy, you are going to default to unhappiness, to feeling unfulfilled, to feeling, um, you know, dissatisfied. Okay, what if Mark's right? What if Mark's right? What does that mean for me? Okay, because what it means for you is that, okay, in order to become happy, in order to become the exception rather than the rule, all right. In order to become one of those one of those less than five people that you can probably name that you can think of um, that just radiate happiness, that bring positive energy to any room, any situation, any day of the week. Right. Unless you what if in order to become one of those people, I've got to start doing some work. I've got to do work every day to earn my happiness. Right. To 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 again, just like I said, become the exception rather than the rule. And what would that look like for me? Um, for me at the point in my life that I'm in right now, that looks like what, what rituals, what habits, what routines can I implement in my life that on a daily basis, those things foster gratitude and contentedness, gratitude and happiness. All right. And then for you guys, a lot of you guys that maybe if you've never started to dig into this personal development, the spirituality, if you've never really done a lot of work in those realms, okay, then likely what it's going to look like for you and the thing that you could do that would most immediately start to contribute to your mental health, to your happiness, to your contentedness, to your self-esteem and your confidence and your self-worth is what Grace brought up, which is taking, uh, taking stock, taking an assessment of your life right now and trying to identify um, sources, um, let's say, Things that you spend your days doing uh, or your time doing, things that you give your energy and attention to, uh, people in your life right now, like what people, 
things or activities actually drag you down, contribute to that sense of dissatisfaction or that unhappiness that you experience every day? What things are contributing to you feeling uh, or having a low self-esteem or a low sense of self-worth? And what things can you eliminate, right? What are, how many of those things can you eliminate so that now at least you're closer to neutrality than, than you are unhappiness, right? And you could start working in the, in, in the direction of feeling grateful, happy, fortunate every day, all right? So that's really it. Um, you know, just I, I think it's I think it's definitely worth sitting ruminating about. Uh, but anyway, Grace, any last things you want to add? Things you want to say to the people? I would say you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time around. And so I know that Mark touched on that briefly, but that works both ways, right? If you're eliminating people because they don't contribute value to your life or happiness to your life or you know, positivity, then try to find yourself some people in your life who do and change what? Why are you smiling? No, I'm just smiling. Oh, okay. See, yeah. look at Jeez, I'm so grumpy that whenever I smile, Grace thinks something's wrong. I think he's, <laughs> that I said something stupid and he's about to laugh at me. <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyways, um, you know, find you can find yourself some people that really bring some good stuff into your life. So keep an eye out for those people. Find people who you want to be more like. And, um, and truly, not just like social media people who show all the good stuff, who seem like they're the happiest people in the world. Like, no, go out, meet some genuine people, and surround yourself with them. All right, guys. That's it. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye.